0: This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, school psychologist and doctoral student in special education, George Toman, talks about the importance of family. And now, here's George Toman.
1: And hello. Greetings, folks, faithful listeners of 88.1 KVDM broadcasting from Hayes, Kansas. My name is George Toman, and it is an honor to be with you today not only to share with you some of uh, some thoughts on the catholic family but to also just be able to talk to you again i haven't had a chance to do a one body show in quite a while and so it's good to be back on the air it's good to be able to um, do a live presentation and be able to present some of my thoughts to you so in the hopes that you'll be able to gain some kind of better understanding from it for your own lives and so today what i would like to do is I would like to talk about the importance of the Catholic family as defined by the Catholic Church and why she is important to the health of a society. And I do this because when you look at Rome right now, we have the Synod of Bishops, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, coming together to talk about proper catechesis of the Catholic family. Now, they're also talking about annulments and other things like that. But this is going to be a very interesting synod at its conclusion because it's going to help define at least where the church wants to go in terms of how we want to teach the importance of the family moving forward in the 21st century. And when you think about society as a whole, not only in the United States, but in the entire globe, the family is something that in terms of its structure is being shaken up at almost every level. Because of that, the Catholic Church is responding, and I think that as laity, it's very important that we maintain some key components in our minds as to why is our family important? Why is our little family of four or five people, why is it even important to the measures of a town that has more than 25,000 people in it, or 500,000, or even a town of five, you know, of 5,000 people, or only two to six individuals or even more, why? Why does our family matter? And so what we want to talk about today is to be able to address that. And thinking about this topic, I came up with three ideas that I want to share with you. And hopefully they make sense at the end and be able to kind of help illustrate why, at least in terms of the Catholic Church's understanding, why it's so important that we do have some kind of um, core understanding of what the family is and what it isn't. And so... I'm gonna take this perspective from three different viewpoints. And the first viewpoint here is simply saying that the family is a core component to the health of a society. We're just gonna throw it out there and call it like that. And I have certain subpoints underneath that that will help illustrate exactly what I mean. The second point looks specifically at the sacraments of the Eucharist and reconciliation and how we always, in the Catholic Church, we teach those two sacraments together. That's why in second grade, we are very clear to tell our young ones you go to mass to receive the Eucharist and you go to confession to receive God and they go together. Now, I bring up these two sacraments because we're having some confusion in society. I've heard it many times from many people that, you know, George, what's the point of going to confession? I mean, I can confess my sins to God, right? Well, I'm going to illustrate the dynamics of husband and wife and their exchange of love and forgiveness as a reason why the Eucharist and confession need to go together. And be also explain why that's important for the health of the society. And my third point is looking at the family's ability to persevere, especially through very rough and tough times, is a mirror of the Catholic Church and why if you're having trouble understanding or being able to work through some of the difficulties of your own family, a mere reflection of Mother Church can help provide you some hope and that you can get through those tough times. And so let's go ahead and break those three down. Starting with my personal which is just plain simple right off the gate, the family is a core component to the health of a society. And I want to break it down into three specific subpoints. A healthy society should consist of three characteristics. Responsibility, stability, and perseverance. So when you think about society, and we'll use the United States as an example here, can you imagine a United States, our country, that has an increase and his characteristics of responsibility, stability, and perseverance. Now, I hope some of you have, you know, soaked those word, words in and realized that, man, if we had that kind, those kind of characteristics as a country, how great that would be for our society as a whole to have an increased dose of that. That'd be nice if we just take one big shot and be able to give it to society, right? But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And so how do we help provide and help, you can say, increase those three elements? And the Catholic Church has always said that the family is an integral part of the health of the society. And when we're thinking of those three subpoints responsibility, stability, and perseverance, if you think about society, what makes up society? Is it a big umbrella that we just kind of cover or does it start with individual families creating the entire piece and the perspective that I take and that I hope that many people take is that each individual family and even specifically more than that each individual part makes up a society and then society is just that big old broad umbrella term that we define what we see and so if we have an increase in family life that has responsible people within it, that has stable people within it, and have people that persevere, then society benefits because it's just a makeup of all those families. So let's break that down even more. What do I mean when I say responsibility in the family? Well, in a lot of ways, responsibility, it's a very easy concept to think about, but it's very hard to live. So responsibility means, like in financial matters, you don't go out and spend all your money away on gambling, drugs, alcohol, you know, things that are not important, et cetera, you have to manage your budget, especially if your budget is pretty tight, which I think a lot of people are are facing these days. Along with that too, responsibility also comes in a clear, in a clear perspective of what are your roles in the household? So in other words, we're seeing more and more today that women are becoming breadwinners for their households, which is perfectly fine. So what does that mean for hubby? Well, that means that maybe he needs to be taking care of some of the cleaning and some of the other things. And if hubby doesn't do that, when the wife comes home, you can automatically tell that, well, the wife might say, hey, sweetie, I did my role of being sure that we have money to have food on the table. The room's still a mess. Why didn't you take some time to tidy it up? When you don't have clear expectations or clear responsibilities, it makes life a little bit difficult in the household. And when you have children, then all of a sudden those responsibilities become almost a life and death situation if you're not careful. And what what I mean by that is when you think about it, if someone in the household is not responsible for the care of the children, I think the consequences we can easily think of from that point on, I don't have to illustrate them. And so responsibility is very important. That's why I listed number one. What about number two, stability? Well, that comes as a direct result of being able to be responsible in your own family. But we have to illustrate it nonetheless because it is important. When you have a family that's stable, you're able to function appropriately in different parts of life, whether it be your work life, your personal life, etc. So, for example, and I'm thinking specifically of children here, if you have a household that is stable, even amidst of all the pressures of the world, those children are able to see that, appreciate that, and they're able to live their own lives in stability because, as we all know, when you grow up... Life is very, very tricky to learn. It's very chaotic. And the more stability you have, the better chance you have of being able to function appropriately. The last point of perseverance, which I will go more into depth later in the presentation, but right now I need to mention it in the first place, is that perseverance is very important because life is full of tough moments. You know, my dad always would tell me, George, remember, tough times don't last, tough people do. And he would always remind me that whenever I would call him and say that work is a little bit tough or some part of life is tough, he would always remind me of that. And I'm very grateful for that because it's it's very true. When you think about it, if you do not have the ability to persevere, it does get tricky to try to live life because there are many tough parts in life, whether it be financially, personally, or even just for the sake of emergency. Maybe you'll have a family member that dies that you really love. And you, gotta try to be, you have to be able to try to persevere from that and move on from it. If you're able to persevere, you grow strength from it. You're able to gain some kind of, of benefit from it because you're able to get through it, even if you don't see it there in the current moment. And that's very important, especially in these times when there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uncertainty. And so how does this all relate to society? Well, if if there's kind of a trickle-down element in terms of family being at the head and then however families act, it kind of trickles down into what society should be defined as. you all of a sudden see that, hey, a society that needs to have responsibility, stability and perseverance to survive, if their families make up individuals that are responsible, stable and can persevere, then society is healthy and it will continue to be healthy. Whereas if you have family that or is not responsible, does not have stability and cannot persevere for the tough times, what well, does that make society? It's a direct correlation, you see. And that's why the Catholic Church is so fond of the family, because this is how society functions. And it's always been that way since the beginning of time. The people that make up a society determine where society goes. However, if people in certain positions do not let the families per- be able to gain an appreciation for their existence, then we run the risk of hurting a society, and then we run the risk of hurting individuals as a whole. And so it all begins with the family. That's what the Catholic Church has said. And because of that, that's why the Catholic Church is such a proponent for families, and why I think, especially as laity, why we should be, well, very keen to in terms of our own family life about how can we make our families more responsible, more stable, and be able to persevere through things. And by doing that, we'll be able to provide not only a healthier environment for ourselves, but also a healthier component to our community. It's, it's basically just something that kind of flows from us. But again, it's one of those things where if you have that kind of health in your family, then you're almost guaranteed that the health of society will also be improved as well. So my second point brings out this interesting connection between what I call the I love you's and I'm sorry's of relationship life compared with that parallels, I should say, with the Eucharist and reconciliation. Now, I mentioned this earlier, but I have had many adults and kids for that matter tell me that I don't need to go to confession, George, because I can confess my sins right to God. Even though there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry to God, I always look at him and I say, or I don't say this because I would probably get punched 90% of the time if I did, but I say it in my head, well, you're missing the point. You don't quite get it. You know, it, it is important to examine your conscience and be able to think of the times where you failed before God and make amends for that. But the confession exists because it is a act of charity essentially it is something that we do not just merely say and if we're confused about the importance of the confession in our lives i think we just have to look at our relationships and realize exactly why it's important to have not only the i love you's but also the i'm sorry so let's go ahead and take a look at a relationship any relationship, for that matter, whether it be husband and wife, boyfriend or girlfriend, brother is ex brother, sister, etc., whatever the case may be here. Now let's say that this relationship, whatever it is, just got done with a big fight. Okay, just got done with a big fight, and thirty minutes later, all they say to each other is, "I love you," "I love you." Oh, okay, but they never say, "I'm sorry." Keep that in mind. Now they never say, "I'm sorry," but they but they always say, "I love you," "I love you." Okay. 10 minutes later, they go back to the fight. Did the I love you really mean anything? Think about that now. Did it really mean anything? Because if you're only willing to go back to old ways, does the I love you really mean something? And I think all of us know the answer to that. No, it doesn't. The I love you, if anything, has been tainted. And let's go the other way around. What happens if we say all the time, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, dear, I'm sorry but then 10 minutes later go back and do the same same exact thing and then say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, without changing our ways. Do you think that the I'm sorry is going to be believable? I think not. And so in our mere relationships, we know that the health of a relationship is strongly determined by how well the couple can say I love you and how well they can say I'm sorry and mean it. And not only mean it, but also to amend their ways and do things for the better. The couples that have been around for a very long time know how to do this. Whenever I ask some of my friends who are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s they have been married for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it might be, I'm always intrigued and I say, how have you been able to, to make it this long? And usually without fail. They will say something to the effect of, George, I tell my wife I love her, and I tell her I'm sorry when I need to. Or the wife will tell me, I know how to tell hubby, George, I'm sorry when I need to, and I also know how to say I love you, and be able to mean that and back it up. We know that is one of the most important elements of a relationship, is being able to match that dynamic. But how does this relate to Mother Church? because that's what I want to try to make a connection. Well, if we're saying in relationships that we need to say, I love you and I'm sorry and mean it, then look right back to the Catholic Church. Why do you think we have the Eucharist and Confession taught at the same time for our kiddos? Or why do we have those sacraments so close together when we tell them to someone else while we try to teach it to someone else? It is because they go together. In any kind of relationship, we need to be able to say, I'm sorry, and that I love you. And especially in the Eucharist and the confession, it's a very cool dynamic, because you go to confession, you say, God, I'm sorry, and you receive your absolution. You go to Mass, and all of a sudden, here's God and your clean soul saying, I want to enter your heart fully. Thank you so much. I love you. And he comes in a very beautiful form, in the essence of bread and wine. And when we really dig into that concept and think about, wow, that's pretty cool, we then realize in a very beautiful way, the church has given us two sacraments especially that enable us to be able to live our relationships in fidelity and truth. And so when you think about faithful participation in the sacraments, particularly that of going to Mass and making a regular confession, we are doing things with God that will inevitably go to our relationships for when, for I think everyone knows this those who are able to say I love you also know how to say I'm sorry and those who say I'm sorry know how to also say I love you and in both of those cases being able to act on it appropriately and one cannot exist without the other. Because if one could exist, then we wouldn't need the other one. But that's not the case. God knows that we need to have the Eucharist and confession so that we can fulfill the, the, key to the two key things in relationships, the ability to say and live out the phrase, I love you, and to be able to live out and say the phrase, I'm sorry, and fidelity. We need to be able to do that to survive in our relationships. And God gives us the graces through his sacraments of the church, particularly that of Eucharist and confession, to then be able to impact our lives of our neighbor, especially that of, of the people who are special in our lives. And the, the more that we can appreciate that, the more we realize we need to be able to make an effort to go to confession. We need to be able to make an effort to go to Mass so that we can be able to improve our own personal lives, particularly that of those who mean the most to us. And I think in a, in a, I don't have any research to back this up, but I think it is true if we were to put it under a microscope, for those people that faithfully go to confession, specifically maybe as a couple, or maybe as an entire family, I would go so far to say that if they, if they took this seriously and they knew how to confess to God and how to faithfully receive him in the Eucharist at Mass, I think you would also be able to see that entire family be able to function in the sense of I know how to say I love you to others and I also know how to say I'm sorry. And then how, do we, how does this connect to society, you may ask? Well, it's quite simple. If you have a family that knows how to say I love you and I'm sorry, they're able to go out into the world and be able to do the same exact thing. And when more people know, feel that, And more people appreciate that, they'll be able to go, wow, that was pretty cool. And when that happens, you made a change in the world. And I think many of us would agree that in our world today, we most certainly could use more I love you's and we definitely could use some more I'm sorry's because it seems like both of those are just almost non-existent in some parts, especially with some people who are who are not able to understand some of the graces that God has bestowed upon us and how to use those graces effectively. So those are my first two points. We're going to go ahead and go on a break here so I can catch my breath and you can catch yours. When we come back, I have one more point to illustrate, and then we'll conclude with some final thoughts, and we'll go ahead and end the One Body Show with that. So again, you're listening to the One Body Show. My name is George Tolman, and please stay tuned after the break. Welcome back. You are listening to the One Body Show here on 88.1 KBDM broadcasting from Hayes. My name is George Toman, and we're right in the middle of a little talk here talking about the importance of family to society. And before the break, I mentioned two points, and I want to mention my third one here and then end with some con- concluding thoughts. So, my third point is that the family's ability to persevere through every difficulty is a mirror of the Catholic church. It's a mirror of the Catholic church. And for those families who have a difficult time trying to figure out how to persevere through tough moments, we can use the church as an example about how to go through some of those, some of those tough times. So let's go ahead and break that down as to what I mean by that. When we look at families that are able to persevere, and I'm thinking of the classic case of let's say a family member has cancer and everyone in the family has to rally around that person and as a community you want to support them because your heart just melts for them and they're able to go through the tough time and remain clean on the other side. In fact, without without a doubt, a lot of people are surprised. Whenever you see the family who's going through it some tough times and they have that peace on their, on their face saying, you know, I know this is tough, but we can get through it because the grace of God go I. And we just, we just kind of look at them and go, wow, I wish I had that kind of faith. And really when you think about it, it kind of motivates us because when we, when we know that there's a family who perseveres for the tough times, we want that. Human nature in many cases wants us to, to know about the underdog story, right? The story of someone who had everything against him and now all of a sudden they're clean on the other side because they're able to get through it So what does this mean when I say that the ability to persevere through every difficulty? The family's ability to do so is a mirror of the Catholic Church. Well As Catholics, we know that the Catholic Church is the oldest institution that is on this planet It has been around for a very long time almost 2,000 years, okay? There is no other government institution, there is no other element of society that has lasted as long, at least in the sense of an institution, as the Catholic Church. And in that time period, when you think about it, she's gone from basic instant martyrdom, if people found out about your public worship of Christianity, to times that the church was flourishing to times where, again, people would die because of their faith, times where they'd be persecuted for their faith. Even today, in parts of the world, we're seeing people be persecuted for their faith because they are Christian. And a lot of times, if they're Christian, they're Catholic because Catholicism is still the most populated um, Christian number in the entire world. And so when you look at the Catholic Church in this year of 2014, She's still the most populated Christian entity in the entire planet. She is still the most picked on. Again, whenever the media gets their fingers on some kind of fault in the Catholic Church, whether it be very small or very big, they're always gonna magnify it to astronomical proportion. She still exists hard. She still exists wonderfully well. A lot of people in secular media continue to say that, well, the Catholic Church is outdated. She can't keep her members and she just ain't growing well that's not true the catholic church is growing she continues to grow she is not away from the times people may think that some of the practices of the catholic church are cryptic but if you notice the people who say that they don't come to church on sunday they don't participate in the sacraments they don't do any of that stuff and so they don't have an appreciation about what actually goes on in the church And the analogy that I have heard the Catholic Church to be is that she's this big, beautiful ship that on the inside is just, you know, five-star top class, but on the outside, she's beat up pretty good because the waves are pretty strong, but she's been able to survive. And when you think about that image, it's very true because the Catholic Church has gone through many, many hurdles and be able to come clean on the other side from them. But when you think of... Society. what does she always try to say? Oh, the Catholic Church is irrelevant. She's weak. No, she's not. She's made it through almost 2,000 years of beatings, and she still scares many people (laughs) who think the Catholic Church is a powerful entity. Because again, why would someone complain about the power of the Catholic Church when they're not scared of what she can and can't do? That's something that always amazes me, folks, is that... People who, on the outside looking in who try to demean the Catholic Church are in a lot of ways kind of frightened of her because of her teachings of morality, of pureness, of example. And that doesn't fit a soul well that's not living in those virtues, you see. And people that I've noticed who would try to go against the Catholic Church, if you look at them or read their other writings and stuff, you realize that, wow, they're, they're not necessarily living a life that I would consider peaceful, And nonetheless, I would imagine that their hostility towards the Church is a direct correlate to their fear that if the Catholic Church is right, my life really is as bad as as it might be. But regardless of that, the point here is the Catholic Church has been around for a long time, and she remains strong, even though many entities have tried to destroy her. So how does that come to fruit about the family? Well again, it is very inspirational when we think of the family that's able to persevere through tough times. And I think in a lot of ways, when you think about the Roman Catholic Church in particular, you will realize that, wow, it is kind of admirable about how long this ship has sailed. And she continues to sail, even amidst of all the pressures of the world and all the things that want to destroy her. And so the reflection that comes to mind is, if you're having difficulty in your own life, especially in your own family life, trying to figure out how to persevere, Think of how the Catholic Church has been able to manage through some of those times. And so, for example, in the moments where Catholics are persecuted, even think about it today, right now in the Middle East, we will see stories, even on the 5.30 or 10 o'clock news, of Catholic priests or religious wanting to go into those areas where they're risking their lives for the sake of their brothers and sisters in Christ. They are risking their lives because they know that true love will fight any demon and win that exists in the world. They're not scared of anything. If you can persevere through stuff, you really do not have a strong sense of fear. Now you might get a little bit frightened, that's true, but this whole idea of being feared, being fearful and scared and being trampled by it, that won't hit you because you're able to persevere. And that's what these individuals who go into these hostile environments, that's what they have. They know that through their faith in God, they can persevere through anything, and so they're going to go and do the right thing. And along with that, when the moments of great difficulty throughout the church, remember what in the early church, a man named Tertullian once said this, he said that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Think about that phrase. When you have individuals who die for their faith, the consequential result is, Is the sprouting of an even stronger church because God through that martyrdom takes care of his flock That's a very beautiful thing to remember. So whenever you have hard times in your family think about how God has blessed his Catholic Church and just remind yourselves Hey, God will get us through this because he was able to help out many other families before us And through that peace and consolation, through the guidance of God, you'll be able to get through those tough times. And so what's the correlate of having a family that's able to persevere through tough times in society? Well, I kind of already mentioned that a little bit earlier, but when you have a family that is able to persevere, they are also inspirational. And when they're inspirational, they're able to help other families as well by merely their example. They don't have to do anything. They just, by example are great models for other families. And when those other families see that, they are able to pick up on the perseverance because they're able to, to see that, be able to see that model. And if, you're able to, if a little family is able to do that, then the community is able to do that. And then eventually the state, and then eventually the entire country. And especially today, folks, when you think about how many bad things that we can list in terms of how our society is going, How great would it be if we could have more people that are able to persevere, especially in the sense of persevering for what they believe in? How different things could look right now compared to what they do look like. And I think it's very important that as we move forward as Christians, particularly Catholics, that we grow this ability to persevere, not only in our own family, but also in our own personal faith life. Because eventually, at some point in time, we're going to be asked to make a defense for our faith. And it might come in a very strong form. But if we can persevere through those tough times and be able to glorify God through that perseverance, and another way to put it is a stubbornness of the faith, then in a lot of ways, we're able to really show the world what it really means to be Christian, which I think that's a very cool thing. And so to summarize here, and then end with some, some concluding thoughts, why is the in family important to society? Well, number one, the family has a, the core opportunity to grow in elements of responsibility, stability, and perseverance. And if a family is able to do that, then it will also carry on to other elements of society. And in those other elements of society, when you can have a society that has an increased rate of responsibility, stability, and and perseverance. Society is better as a whole, but it begins with the family. You can't just take an umbrella term, put it over society and say, we're gonna teach you how to be responsible and stable and persevere. Folks, it's already been tried, it doesn't work. It must start with the individual family and then spread on from there. The second reason is when you think about the connection between the I love you's and the I'm sorry's of a relationship, to the beauty of the Catholic Church in the sense of her Eucharist and confession, her sacraments. You're able to see that God gives us the gift of the sacraments of the Eucharist and confession to live out our own lives and our own relationships, to be able to say with fidelity, I'm sorry and I love you, and in that exchange we're able to give that to others, and in, in giving that to others it contributes to the health of society because, as you mentioned earlier, how great would it be if we had more I love you's and more genuine I'm sorry's in our world today? We'd be a much better place. And lastly, when you look at the family's ability to persevere through every difficulty and its mirror to the Catholic Church, in terms of how long the Catholic Church has been around and how long she's been beaten but she still stand, stands very beautifully in the midst of all of its persecution, when you're able to see those things, you're able to see that any difficulty that exists in the family just turn to Mother Church, turn to her sacraments, turn to the teachings that she gives in terms of love and reflect on those things, you'll be able to find a solution for your own family. Or even at that, the family that does have the ability to persevere, you can look at that family and make things better for yourself. And then when you make things better for yourself, you inevitably just make things better for society as a whole. To conclude, I think it's very important that we regain an appreciation for the family as a country. Not only in Catholic land, but also in every part of society. Because I really do believe that when you have strong families, you're able then to have better lives. Some people are able to persevere through the tough times of not having a good family. And I think a lot of us, myself included here, can think of a couple people who fit that realm But if you notice those people who have persevered through the tough times in terms of having a tough family, they try to do their best to make something better for their future family. They don't try to live up to what they experienced. And I think that's really important to remember our family lives help dictate a lot of things in our overall life from our work to our personal life. And if we can find those little ways, to be able to help our families become strong then we also find a means to not only help ourselves but also help other people around us and when we help other people around us we're then able to be able to penetrate society and be able to provide a little more love and a little more forgiveness especially where we need it most and again when you just meditate on this idea of a society that can say i love you And I'm sorry, with with fidelity and and being genuine about it, along with also having a better sense of responsibility, stability, and being able to persevere, that that almost looks like a perfect society. That that almost fits the, the perfect realm. But we don't have that right now. And I think a lot of it is due, in my personal opinion, with just not having an appreciation for the family. And trying to use other excuses to cover up some of the ills that we have based on other concepts when really you just have to look on it, you know, it is with the family. And if we can find ways to support our families, I think at least we may not be able to see in the short term, but in the long term with future generations, we're able to see that fruit, that, that gift of God, be able to go so that things will be better for our children things will be better for the future, and we can look up in the heavens, look down, and say, thanks be to God that we are able to to make things better for our family, and therefore look at the fruit that has been able to be produced from that. So again, thank you folks for listening to this One Body broadcast. If you have any questions, I believe that you can go to the website kvdm.org. And I think there's a little spot there where you can contact Danetta if you have a question about the talk or or a comment. I would love to hear from you. And so please make those available as long as you see fit. But again, thank you so much for allowing me to be on the air with you. I hope that you're able to come away with something from this talk. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and, and be able to abundantly bless your families. And continue to always ask for the intercession of the Most Holy Family. That is a St. Joseph, our blessed lady and Jesus, whenever you have a problem with your family, because they will always find a solution for you. As long as you stay faithful to believing that your prayers to them will be able to be um, solved and be able to be answered. And so, again, thank you so much. May God bless each and every one of you. And until next time, take care. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. If you have a comment about today's show, please go to dvmercy.com and click on the One Body icon. The comment button is in the middle of the page. Also, if you can help keep great shows like this One Body show on the air, then please go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 101.7 KMDG Hayes, 105.7 KJDM Lindsberg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Band, and 88.1 KBDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.